Yo, what's up, people? I'm your host, Jay Will, and I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. This is episode 198, He Saw the Stress in Me. That's right. Today, we are going to be talking about what to do when you are stressed, how to cope with stress. And, you know, we're going to talk about three tips in particular I'm going to share and how to, like, deal with the stress but also go beyond the stress because everybody know that stress is something when it's on you, it's rough, man. But I want you to know today that God sees you. That's what it's about. I believe on episode, I ain't going to say the number, a couple episodes ago, had a guest, Selena Deal on here, who's a licensed counselor. And she talked about being seen by God and the importance in being seen. And I think one of the things that happens to us is that when we're going through stress or when we're going through a rough time, we don't feel seen. We don't feel like God sees us. We don't feel like God hears us. And so we don't know how to cope with it. And you can get caught up in your emotions and your emotions can take you out. So today it's all about God seeing the stress in you and how to go beyond it. That's right. He saw the stress in me. Listen, I'm going to be real with y'all. I've been stressed. This episode is maybe... I ain't going to say the realest because everything we do, we try to like be authentic on this show. And by we, I mean me. I don't know why I say we. Maybe because it's how I have guests and stuff. Um, but, you know, I try to be authentic on this show. And I got to shout out my homeboy, Red. I was kicking it with Red and Katrina today. And Red gave me some great advice. First of all, I told him that I hadn't done a show in like two to three weeks. And the look on his face alone made me realize, ah, you're going to have to do a podcast today. And my homeboy, Red, challenged me, number one. Appreciate that. Um, I take challenging from friends friends with credibility, like, super serious. Um, friends or family, if you challenge me, like, I welcome challenges with credibility. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, want, I don't want to get a wrong impression that I need any and everybody challenging me, but he has some credibility with me. And he challenged me after he listened to me. That was important because I was sharing some things um, about some things that I'm going through personally and, you know, looking for advice from friends. I, I don't even going to say I was looking for advice, to be honest. I really was just sharing because I've been really stressed professionally, uh, maybe for a year now. And, you know, we're going to get into that. So I don't want to I don't want to. You know what? I'm going to stop right there. Let, let's let's get the intro out the way. You know what I'm saying? And then we come back. We're going to talk about, you know, he saw he saw the stress in me. You know what I'm saying? Like we got listen when everyone else around. Could only see the work in me. Maybe I got to do it in a deep voice. He saw the stress in me. You ever been stressed out, fam? Like, I just really want to know tonight. Like, and you know, if you're catching this on the replay, whenever you listen listening or watching to this, this show is on YouTube, Instagram. Not Instagram. Why did I just lie? Uh, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook. You know what I'm saying? We everywhere. So you might be watching. You might listen to the audio. I appreciate however you get down, Audible, iHeartRadio. We on all those spots, just search Inspire Guys People or just Google Inspire Guys People if it comes down to it. But I want to know tonight, have you ever been stressed? Because I've been stressed and I'm going to be, I'm just going to be keeping it extra crispy with y'all tonight and sharing some of my stresses. Um, but I want to know, can you feel me? You know, but whether you can feel me or not, God sees me. Look, this is Inspire Guys People, episode 198. Let me stop with all the mumbling and rambling, and let's get into the content today. Stop saying what you gonna do till you do what you said. When you opened that Bible, you knew what you read. You felt it deep in your soul. The promise did not expire. Be inspired. 
I can see beyond the tears you cry And the pain you feel I saw every hill you had to climb Just to make it here When you say you ain't afraid to die Is it fake or fear? All right, guys, people, let's get into the content on today's show. Again, this is episode 198, He Saw the Stress in Me. Uh, this is for my people out there that be dealing with stress and want to know how to get through it. And I want to be first vulnerable, right? So I'm going to share three specific tips, thoughts, however you want to receive it around dealing with stress. And it's all about really looking at the present, the past, and the future. So keep that in mind. And we're going to start with the present. The first thing, in my opinion, in dealing with stress and working through stress is being present and looking at things for what they are. And that's all about being vulnerable. I experienced that today. That's what led to this episode. Like in real life, this episode was not happening until I was vulnerable with some friends today and talking about my stresses. And, you know, I do want to share a little bit with you. I always tell y'all, like my life is private, but my strategies are public. Right. So I don't really get into my private life, good or bad, a lot on this show, because that's not what not not what I can talk like. I It happens all the time. I can't talk. But I don't get into that stuff because that's not really what the show is about. Uh, but I love sharing the strategies and the thoughts behind it. Now, some of today, you know, when I think about my stresses, you know, I have to be wise about how I share things because I'm a businessman. I'm in business, so I can't always give the specifics of everything. So keep that in mind. Maybe one day I will write a book. But my stresses in the last year have been um, largely professionally related. I have worked uh, for, you know, a long time in corporate America, building my career and getting to a certain point. And you get to points in your professional career that are highs and lows, right? And I'm going to be real with y'all. I feel sometimes the vulnerability thing is tough for me because it's challenging being vulnerable because I look at my problems and I'm like, oh, these kind of first world problems, you know, you complaining about things professionally, but somebody is going through worse. You can definitely look at other things in life and say, why would I be complaining about this? But I do think part of that is a trick of the enemy. Don't get me wrong. You do have to have a balance and understanding. Like you don't want to be a complainer. You don't want to be going around making it seem like your problems are the biggest problems in the world. But one thing that I've learned personally when you're dealing with stress is like, well, you do have to also give yourself the freedom to express your problems as problems. And that might mean, you know, family, close friends, a spouse, being vulnerable with those people and sharing with them. And the reason, the first reason I believe in being vulnerable is because I do think sometimes just expressing yourself can be somewhat of a coping mechanism to say, okay, I got it out. You know, when you hold things in, you know, they continue to boil up and get worse. Um, but I also think you have to share things with the right people. So for me, it's about, you know, first it was like sharing with my wife, right? And, and you know, like I said, this has been going on for a year. I didn't even tell her right away that I was stressing because I'm kind of the person that typically people usually come through, come to, uh, for advice and to share stuff like that. So sometimes it's hard changing those roles, but I realize at some point that that vulnerability represented humanity, which is important because I'm definitely human. And I always kind of preach like, yo, don't put me on a pedestal. I'm just like you and all of that. But, you know, unless you actually act that out, people never see you being human. And so I also think that's important when it's authentic and genuine. And that's part of, for me, what I've kind of been 
working through on this, you know, in this season of my life where I've been dealing with a lot of stress um, is like, yo, finding people to be vulnerable. So that started with my wife, some close friends, um, some family. I've also shared with them. And one of the things that, you know, being vulnerable kind of represents is trust. It's like, yo, I'm trusting you with this information that you're not going to judge me. You know what I mean? That you're not going to downplay it um, and that you're going to listen. And that was something that was real dope, um, you know, that happened to me today is like, hey, my homeboy Red just listened. And he responded with feedback that was specific to me. That wasn't just like general feedback and things like that. So my vulnerability paid off in the sense that it led to today's show because, you know, his response, which I'm not going to get all in depth with it, you know, but his response to me was really like, he just challenged the way I was thinking through it. Like, yo, I know you tired. I know that you're dealing with A, B, and C, but sometimes, you know, creating from that raw space uh, produces something better um, than producing from, creating from like this great space where everything is going perfectly. So uh, that was some of the feedback that I took today and that vulnerability led to, again, today's show. Um, Another thing, another important part of being vulnerable is being honest with yourself. So sometimes we going through things in life and we stressed out and we haven't even stopped and really been honest with ourselves. And I feel like, yo, like it's hard probably to move on or progress in life when not only are you lying to everyone else, but you lying to yourself. Like, I know you lying to us when you upload the picture and, you know, you put all the info, the video in your story and try to make sure your life is all great and that you never had no downs and, you know, never had no losses, but man, you're going to lie to yourself. And that's something I take pride in is like, yo, at least tell yourself the truth. And I believe that vulnerability um, is important as a believer because it's not until you express and be vulnerable. And of course, I should say be vulnerable with the Lord, right? That should go without saying, but let me say that. you God is definitely um, the first that we need to be vulnerable with so that the key to vulnerability is to get the response that's going to be productive to our lives. And that's why I say you have to be really like selective with the people that you express your personal life your wins, your losses, your ups and downs, your stresses with, because ultimately you're not expressing and communicating stress to remain stressed. You're communicating stress so that iron can sharpen iron so that you can get some wise counsel. And we know that the Bible is full of that. Actually, you know, I have one verse that I want to look at um, as we think about, you know, being present and being vulnerable as it relates to stress. Uh, what's up in the comments? How you doing, Sherelle Monique? Hopefully everything is good your way, sister. But there's a scripture I want to jump into. I'm actually going to share is Genesis chapter 41 and verse 16. Now, I want you to keep in mind with these scriptures that I'm going to jump into today. These are not going to necessarily be your cliche uh, scriptures, maybe one of them. Um, your typical scriptures that you hear when you hear about like, oh, how do you deal with stress? What I'm specifically focusing on is a high intensity situation in the word of God um, that I am, you know, I am assuming to be stressful based on the context. Um, and then looking at that and saying, how did God lead his people to respond in that moment? And the goal of today is to hopefully give you, you know, um, tangible information and some scriptures that you can rock with when you find yourself specifically in this situation. And again, first one is being vulnerable. 
It's not always easy. You have to trust those that you're talking to. I would even argue that some of us are too vulnerable on social media publicly, again, because we have the access to share everything, all our thoughts, all our feelings. But sometimes we are sharing our thoughts and feelings with people who don't have our best intentions at heart. And so when you put that out there, the, the information or that you get back isn't always the best for your life because you're sharing with people who don't have your best interests at heart. So we got to keep that in mind. You know, you need to take who you're sharing your personal situations in life with very seriously, starting with the Lord. You feel me? Um, so and I know, like I want to say this, like being vulnerable can be scary. Um, like some of us are scared to show that we're human. Like, yo, it's cool. We are human. And I know we live in this cold world. And what I mean by cold is that we have less interpersonal um, connections because we have so many of the social media and technology driven connections, but those don't have the warmth of human touch. Um, you know, again, I talked about some information, some advice, a challenge I received from a friend today that was in person. You know, I don't know if he would have texted me that if I would have received it the same way. I don't know if he would have DM me on Instagram or something if I would have received it the same way. But in the context and the warmth of like seeing and talking to somebody in their tone and their body language and like seeing that they actually listen and that they care, it's easier to receive that. So, you know, in being vulnerable, you all also want to create an environment where you're sharing that is conducive to the information so that you that you want to receive back so that you're able to receive it in a proper context. So let's jump into the scripture real quick, though. I want to, um, you know, I want to look at this and say, let's see, let's share the screen. Let's try this out. So, again, we're talking about Genesis chapter 41, verse 16. And, you know, when I look at this, what I'm what I'm really looking at and thinking of is like, yo, how did they respond in this moment? Now, in this moment, let's just read the scripture first. It is beyond my power to do this, Joseph replied. But God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. So Joseph, the vulnerability is that Joseph is saying that it's beyond my power to do this. Now, if you read in Genesis, the entire chapter of 41, those in front of it to understand the full context, Joseph has just been released from prison and Pharaoh wants him to interpret his dream. And this is a very high tense situation, because if you've been sitting in prison and someone gave a word that you have a gift and it's like, yo, we let my man's out. Uh, my man's is going to share his gift with you. Right. That king in that moment, Pharaoh is looking like, yo, somebody better interpret my dream. And if you find yourself as Joseph, as the one that is being pressured to interpret this dream, let's look back at it. You know, like that's a tense situation. So let's go up to. All right. So when you go uh, 14, I want to read a little more context into it. Pharaoh sent for Joseph at once and he was quickly brought from the prison after he shaved and changed his clothes, he went in and stood before Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream last night and no one here could tell me what it means. But I have heard that when you hear about a dream, you can interpret it. Now, think about the pressure that's on Joseph in this moment. You got out of jail. They didn't get you a crispy cut, threw you on some fresh linen. And now and they said they called for you at once. You know what I'm saying? Now, in my mind, I'm like, yo, if somebody put at once back in those days, that sounds like an urgent, high tense situation. All right. And then so what I'm looking at here is 
How did Joseph respond when he was in a tense situation? And I'm, the reason I'm looking at this is because we talk about how to deal with stress. And the first tip is to be present. And to be present means to be vulnerable. When you're thinking about the present, think about right now. If you are stressed out, be vulnerable. You might be asking yourself, where's the vulnerability in this scripture? It is in verse 16 where you find the vulnerability, my people. Verse 16, Joseph responds to Pharaoh, who is urgent, who is in a high stress situation that wants some information from him and that has just freed him from prison and said to him, Joseph said, it is beyond my power to do this. God's people, God's people, God's people. The importance of this scripture is that in the most tense situation, Joseph was vulnerable enough to say, it is beyond my power to do this. And the first thing we got to realize when we're stressful, it is that it is beyond our power to save ourselves. We need the Lord. So then what goes on in verse 17? So Joseph, so Pharaoh told Joseph his dream. All right, cool. So he tells him the dream and then la, da, da, let me go down It's somewhere. All right. So verse 25, Joseph responded, both of Pharaoh dreams mean the same thing. God is telling Pharaoh in advance what he's about to do. All right. So the importance here is that when Joseph found himself in the, in the most tense situation, Dealing with Pharaoh, I can only assume what failure would have looked like if the king calls you at once, hit you with the crispy fade, hit you with some fresh linen and say, tell me what this dream means. I can only imagine that Joseph in that situation was tense and maybe it was life or death if he wouldn't have had an interpretation. But in the midst of that, he was honest and open and said, it's beyond my power to do this. Now, what if him saying that Pharaoh would have chopped his head off like, oh, it's beyond your power. Get him out of here. Let's get someone else. But Joseph also recognized that I need the Lord to speak to, through me. It is God who gave me this gift. So my message to you, first and foremost, is that if you like me, because this is like I'm telling you all I'm preaching to myself right now because I've been dealing with some stress and some high tense situations in business and professionally and you know, there are times where your pride can get in the way, you, your emotions can get in the way and you want to respond a certain way. You know what I mean? And again, I can't really get into the details of what I'm talking about specifically because it's business related and that's confidentiality. Um, and I respect that. But ultimately, it's like, yo, be vulnerable. All right, cool. It's a high. I'm telling y'all I'm being vulnerable. I'm trusting y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm trusting y'all with this information, but I'm also saying you know what? It's beyond my power to do this. What I need God to do right now and how I need God to smooth some things over and get me to a better place where I'm more, um, where I have time to be focused on the things that I believe God want me to be focused on. It's beyond my power to do that. Doesn't mean it's not urgent. Doesn't mean that I, I don't need an answer like, yo, Lord, I need you to, it just means I'm being vulnerable and recognizing God, this on you. So I think the first thing we have to do in our vulnerability is be vulnerable to God. Now, let's move on to the second part of this. And tip number two is to be thankful. So when you're dealing with stress, after you've been vulnerable and you've been present and been honest with yourself, been honest with God, maybe some trusted people around you, I think it's real important to be thankful. And to be thankful is to think about the past. 
So first we covered the present. Now we're looking at the past to be thankful. For me, the importance of being thankful is to remember what God has already done. Because I think it's easy when you want God to do something or where you where you need something is to it's like you forget like, oh, you know what? I seen this mountain before. You helped me climb this back in 2015. Like, oh, we can do this. And sometimes that just through that thankfulness, you start remembering who God is. So it's like for me professionally, it's like, all right, like if I'm being real, is this a mountain? It is. But I saw this mountain when I was broke. It's like, all right, well, at least I ain't broke. <laughs> like, all right. So thank you, God, that the last time I saw this mountain, you know, circumstances were different. Like I'm seeing this mountain in a whole different situation now. It's still a mountain. You know what I'm saying? And I also think it's important for us to realize, like, money don't save everything. Like, just because you have a little couple dollars, you know, whatever. Money is money. It, it's not everything. Uh, material things ain't everything. You know, like when you have stresses in your life, when people have stresses in their life, it's real. And one thing that I try to do is whether somebody has more than me or less than me, is look at us all the same as human beings and say, you know, it's easy to look at people with more of you, more than you, and just think, oh, because they have more than me, they don't have no problems. And it's also easy to look at people with less than you, like, oh, they have less than me, so their life may be horrible, and neither is true. Sometimes the person with less than you is at way more peace than you are because they have God as the center and anchor of their lives, and they're trusting him for everything and a person with more than you and have all the material things and maybe the status or the titles or whatever they have way less peace because they have not trusted god they have not put their lives in trust hand they got lives in trust hand like what are you talking i can talk people i don't know what i'm talking why did i say that lives lives and you know what he saw the stress in me when everyone else around i did I need to take a sip of water. This show is getting high intensity. There's a lot going on right now. All right. He saw the stress in me, people. God sees the stress in you. He sees what you're going through. And when you're being thankful and you're remembering that he brought you out, you're also remembering that he sees you. Don't allow the enemy to make you think that you are going through this alone and that God is somehow just completely oblivious to totally oblivious. God is T.O. And to, to even think that that he doesn't know um, is a trick of the enemy. So so let's think about, you know, being thankful um, and being thankful and thinking about what God has already done. You also realize that this struggle won't last forever. So I, so I want to tell you, secondly, that whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're stressing with, it ain't going to last forever. And that's actually something uh, Red and Katrina said that today to me. Like, yo, like God got you. Like what you dealing with ain't going to last forever. And the thing about it is, even though I know that, sometimes when you hear from other people, it's a blessing. My wife has said that. And I also want to say like the importance of like telling the right people um, about your stresses and what you're dealing with in life is you get the, the proper feedback. Like my wife has been super dope in a way that she has supported me, um, you know, even listening, even like anybody who knows Tiff, like she ain't really talking a lot. She's like, she has shared some advice and some thoughts. And that's a big thing. If you can get her to talk, that's a big deal. So I appreciate her because, you know, 
again, as a man, as a husband, um, a, a really, uh, you know, me and we have pride. I'm prideful as a man. I'm proud of the, you know, I'm proud to be a man, proud of, um, you know, being a leader in my house and, and some of the things that I've been able to do professionally, I'm proud of that. So that vulnerability to go to someone and be like, yo, you know, I know, I know, you know, I'm used to having some answers and things, but like, I don't really have an answer for this right now or whatever. That takes a lot of vulnerability and it takes a certain type of woman to be able to not receive that information from her husband, but also give the right feedback. And when you marry, a lot of times what happens is you could take those stresses out on your spouse. And that was the other reason I wanted to tell her where I was at and what I was dealing with is because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't projecting and that if I was project projecting, she could call it out and she could see it like, yo, I kind of think you taking this out on me, whatever you're dealing with in the business world and professionally. So uh, she has been super dope. So, so shout out to my wife for that. I appreciate that. Um, and, you know, just been super helpful throughout the process. And even as I think about being thankful, when I think about God, you know, my wife has been at this place professionally before. And God has answered many prayers and came exactly when we needed him to, giving me wisdom, her wisdom, opened some doors, shown some favor. And so even to know what he's done for her is also an inspiration for me to be like, all right, God, when I'm being thankful, I'm remembering what you're capable of. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of this, y'all, I think this is worth saying. A lot of us are living in such toxic environments that that stress is like normal. Like some people can be in such toxic and negative environments around negative people, listen to negative music, get negative feedback, the timeline on social media is negative. And so it and so you've allowed the stresses of life to become normal. You know, you're 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 sick from stress and you don't even realize you're sick because the only thing you know is sickness. And what I'm the reason I'm talking about this today is because I believe there is peace in Christ. I believe that you don't have to live your life in worry and in stress. I do believe it's normal because I've been in it. You know what I'm saying? I'm dealing with my own things, but I'm also speaking to myself and I don't allow myself to think that, well, this is just normal. Right. You, you want to have the right people around you so that you can get to a point where peace is normal. For some of us, war, it has become the norm because we got so many negative situations around it. And I'm going to be real with you. I see people online and I'm like, oh, I actually think this person enjoys negativity. Like, I actually think some people get off on that. And it's like, yeah, those are the people I stay far away from. People who are living a lifestyle of negativity. I want nothing to do with you at all on any level. And I'm just being real because at the end of the day, you know, to get to the peace that surpasses all understanding. Like I realized that that peace is found in Jesus Christ and that I need to surround myself with people who also know that peace so that when I'm not at my best, the strong people around me can help me stay up. But some of us are around such toxic people that when you find yourself in a weak moment, those people are not holding you up. They're kicking you while you're down. And so it's very important to find a circle of people that you could trust, to find an environment, change up your timeline. I unfollow people every single day and block a few of them too. Cause it's like, yo, I can't live a life where all you want to talk about is this negativity every day. All you want to do is talk about this toxic stuff every day. 
you live in war you live in anxiety you live in stress no 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 bro i might have visited the island but i'm going to a better place i'm going to a better situation in my life where peace is the norm where trusting god is the norm that's what this podcast is about bringing believers together because the world will will uh, will want you to live in stress you know what i'm saying i'm gonna just be a hundred with you the world will want you to live in stress what up people out there in comment land what up lashana yes the reminder the reminder is always good lady ray what's up stress has been there so long man it's rough when it get like that say he saw the stress in me when everyone else around when everyone else around round 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 sometimes you got to try to sing it in a different key you know i ain't no real singer it's all the stress in me uh, when everyone else around everyone else then you go let me see if i can go higher he saw the stress in me when everyone else around <laughs> he saw the stress in me y'all gonna be singing that a single man what up fam faith comes by remembering who god is what he can do and what he's done for you and others. On the other hand, anxiety comes when we take our eyes off Christ like Peter did in a storm. Woo! He saw. God sees you, fam. That's a good one. Y'all feel me? What up, Brittany Jones? How you feeling? All right, so I got another scripture to share with y'all. Let me get to it first and foremost. Uh, where are we going now? We want to go to Joshua chapter 8. All right, remember, if you just if you just jumping in this... Um, you know, Joshua chapter eight. What did I say? I said verse one and two. Oh, that might be because I want to go to seven. All right. All right. All right. Let's let's do this. Joshua chapter eight, verse one and two. This is going to be dope. All right. So, again, we're talking about high stress situations. Um, How does God like how do the people of God react and respond in high stress situations? All right. Um. So right here in Joshua, first, I'm going to read verses one and two, and then I'm going to give the broader context of what's going on in that scripture. OK, and we're talking about thinking about the past. How do you be thankful for the past and look at what God has already done to help you when you're coping and dealing with stress right now, in your future? All right. So then the Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid or discouraged, man. I love like just. Let the scripture marinate. Let it marinate. Like, do not be discouraged. Do not be afraid or discouraged. That's something important because we're talking about a very high intense situation. And a lot of times what the enemy wants to do is get you all out of sorts and panicking and just everywhere and all like just emotionally everywhere. But the first thing is like, God is like, do not be afraid or discouraged. Now, what I love about this particular scripture is like, we're going to look at the context of this. And you, so you might be thinking like, yeah, but Jermaine, in my current situation, ain't no way in the world I cannot be afraid or discouraged because I'm dealing with something. You don't understand what I'm dealing with. Hey, you don't understand what I'm dealing with. Hey, you don't understand. All right. But when we look at the context in this scripture, they was dealing with something way more like me. I'm just dealing with stress in professional business world. You know, life be life in, but I'm talking about like the stress I'm dealing with for real is professional. Like it's like in the business world, this is way more tense what they were dealing with. So then the Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid or discouraged. Take all your fighting men and attack I. 
for I AI, I I'm assuming that's how you say that. When I let the the Bible like app read it, they just spelled it as AI. So again, I'm not a scholar in the sense of like knowing how to pronounce every term in the Bible, but I can talk people. All right, so we're gonna call it I for now because I believe that was that's how you know the I a second. That's how it would be pronounced in English. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Take all your fighting men and attack I, for I have given you the king of I, his people, his town, and his land. Verse two, you would destroy them as you destroyed Jericho and its king. That is the memory. You will destroy them. As you destroyed Jericho and his king. Remember, we're talking about in high intensity situations. How can we trust God, which is a challenging thing to do sometimes when you're stressed? Like, how can I think about what God has already done to, to, to know what he'll do in my future? And in this situation, God is telling them, oh, yeah, you destroyed Jericho. Like, just like you did that, we're going to do that. But look, there's some even extra. But this time. You may keep the plunder and the livestock for yourselves. Like, yo, like not only not only is the Lord telling them that, yo, I'm going to do something that I already done. But this time it's going to be better. This time it's going to be better. That's like a little jazz Little jazz tune That's just how I make up songs You know, it might be a different genre This time it's gonna be better This time it's gonna be This time it's gonna be better This time it's gonna Anyway I don't know how I get off, off track, people. This is like literally how I do stuff. Um, now, when we look at this scripture, let's go a little deeper in what's happening in Joseph, right? So we understand that God told them, just like you defeated Jericho, you're going to defeat this kingdom of I, but this time you're going to keep the plunder. Now, I want you to think about the intensity of this situation. When you go back to Joseph chapter seven, I want you to read that on your own time. When you go back to Joseph chapter seven, and you see what happened um, before this time with the situation in Jericho. They defeated him and God told them, don't take the plunder. And then um, Achan, you know, one of the one of the individuals got greedy when he saw it. Right. And so because he saw it in that situation, he actually caused them because God had warned them. Don't, God, this you talking about war. This is tense. God had warned, warned them. You're going to destroy these people, but don't touch their stuff. Like, don't touch this stuff. Don't do it. Like, all right. And my man took it for himself when he saw it. So when they originally went to the kingdom of I, um, which they were supposed to win that battle, they lost. And not only did they lost, some of their people died. And it was all because he disobeyed God and touched and took something that God told this man not to take. But all right, cool. So they lost. So they were they were discouraged. They were defeated. If you go back to verse seven, it's like, yo, matter of fact, we got to do it. I'm sorry. I can't like because you ain't going to believe me otherwise. Like, I don't really like just saying stuff. And then people looking like, um, is he lying? All right, let's just look at it together. All right, we got to scroll through it. But ver verse one, but Israel violated the instructions about the things set apart for the Lord. A man named Achan has stolen some of these dedicated things. So the Lord was very angry with the Israelites. All right. 
So we see that God was mad. That ain't good when God is mad. So I got to scroll down on it. Don't get dizzy at the scrolling. I'm just looking for this other um, one. Um, da, da, da. All right, verse four. So approximately 3,000 warriors were sent, but they were soundly defeated. The men of Ai chased the Israelites from the town gate as far as the quarries, and they killed about 36 who were retreating down the slope. The Israelites were paralyzed with fear at this turn of events and their courage melted away. That's the part I want you to really see. Their courage melted away. So we're talking about how to cope with stress as believers in very high intense situations. In this situation, we're talking about specifically war. Like they're dealing with war. They were at a part in this war due to their own disobedience, where they found themselves now being defeated by an enemy that they were supposed to win against. And it says this situation left them crippled and paralyzed with fear and their courage had melted away. People of God, have you ever been in a situation like this? Now, this is like much deeper than what I'm personally going through in the business world, but all of us, I believe, can relate. At some point in life, you've been discouraged. You've been stressed. And you have felt like, yo, it's like giving up. Like, it's a wrap. I might as well give up. It's over. Like, no way out of this situation. And I'm looking at the Bible, and I'm like, how do, how do the people of God respond in these situations? So when you look at chapter 8, now let's go back to 8. You know what I'm saying? Let's do it. Let's do it because I love the Bible. Let's see that's a different vibe we went from jazz to that anyway i'm sorry y'all this is just i don't know it's like i just love it you know what i'm saying it's how i make music it's how we read the word let's read it now if you read joshua one and two after really getting into the context of your courage being melted away, being defeated. Now let's read Joshua 8. Then the Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid or discouraged. <clears throat> now, now remember, remember when we talked about on the first time, the not being afraid or discouraged. See, it hit different now when you know that their courage is gone, they paralyzed with fear and the courage melted away. Now when God says, do not be afraid or discouraged. After you already been in a mess, messed up situation, it hit kind of different. Take all your fighting men and attack I, for I've given you the king of I, his people, his town, his land. You will destroy them uh, just like you did last time. Hey. Dun, 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 dun. Hey. Just like you did last time. Hey. Dun, 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 dun. And then it says, but this time you may keep the plunder and the livestock for yourselves, brother. This time you can get a gold chain. Now, I don't know. That's kind of wild to me. But it's like, hey, bro, not only can you win this time, but this time we're going to make you a necklace. You know what I'm saying? So what I really want you to take from that, that portion is that God was reminding the, the children of Israel and Joshua, listen, We've already defeated something before. Now, what, what we didn't cover in verse seven is because they messed up, they had to go and purify themselves. So it was like, this is the importance of repentance. 
Like, because we've all fallen short of the glory of God, but repentance is important. Turning away from sin is super important because essentially in this situation, God wasn't going to bless them until they turned away. So, you know, there are some times that you're dealing with stresses in your life that are self-inflicted. Like the children of Israel in this situation had some self-inflicted stress when Achan had disobeyed God. And one of the things, like even in my professional situation, right, it's like, I believe you have to always be willing to take a step back and look at yourself and say, where did I misstep? Where am I messing up? You know, one of the things for me personally right now, I think in my professional situation is I have some pride. Like, and it, in, in this instance, it's not even that I think the pride itself is wrong. I just think God don't want me to have it. Like, that's weird because sometimes pride is justified. At least I do. I'm going to talk about me. I justify pride sometimes because I feel like, yo, like, instead of somebody talking to you a certain way and you, like, got some pride about that, like, yo, you ain't going to be talking to me any kind of way, son. It's like, all right, but maybe God wanted you to respond differently. Maybe that's a turn the other cheek moment. Like, we always look at turning the other cheek. Like, I ain't turning no cheek, bro. Somebody hit me in the jaw. Like, maybe sometimes it's just you, like, turning the other cheek and shutting your mouth. Like, mm, don't say what you want to say he saw the stress in me all right let's go to some of the comments lady carolyn just like order some has been out of order so we so long we think it's right i could not agree with that anymore some things have been so out of order for so long that we allow them to become the norm for us um kendra what up thank you so much let's see what um a single man said you just said something great to me. It ain't good when God is mad. Woo, you feel me, son? A lot of times when you're following God, folk are going to make be mad at you. And if you let that stress you out, ooh, you can lose your proper focus. That's very well said because I wasn't even thinking of it like that. So I'm happy you said that. Like, it's not good for God to be mad, but sometimes we allow ourselves because following God makes people mad, we choose the people over God. So that's what he's saying. That's super dope to me because it's like a different perspective of like, like y'all could be mad at me. I'm not really tripping off people being mad at me if I'm in right standing with God. And I think sometimes what we do is we want people to like us so much that we like turn away from God. And, you know, that's not really it. All right. So let's let's go into the last um, the last tip that I have for y'all. Uh, on today's episode, ep I can talk, people. Episode on today's episode, <laughs> I can talk, fam. Um, and that is about the future, and that is being patient. I had to think of what I what I wrote down. Being patient. Um, when you stressed out and you dealing with stress again, like I am professionally, you want the answer right away. Like you want relief of the stress immediately and it can be challenging sometimes to have faith and to be patient when you're enduring something but the word of god has many scriptures in the, in the book of james i believe it talks about your um faith and endurance um that wasn't the scripture i wrote down but maybe we'll visit that as i'm talking about this uh i went to matthew um chapter six which is kind of a go-to uh for what i'm going to talk about with not worrying but we have to have faith that God sees us. Faith that he sees the stress in us. And, and the reason that it's so important 
that he saw the stress in me. It's important because if you feel like God doesn't see you, then you also feel like God doesn't have an answer for you. And a lot of times we feel like God doesn't see us because we're not hearing him and we're not hearing him because faith comes by hearing, hearing comes by the word of God. So sometimes you don't feel seen because you're not hearing. And our senses do work together in that way, you know, where, you know, when you have a lack of one sense, that's like if somebody loses a sense, another one can come stronger. So like, I know our, our senses and that I'm not a scientist and I probably didn't say that right. So don't judge me. But my point is that our senses can be interconnected. So your lack of feeling seen can be from a lack of hearing. And so ultimately, I don't want us to get to a point where we're shutting God down and we're creating space between us and God. Cause look, let's be real. That's sometimes the challenge of like, all right, God, if you're not seeing me and you're not seeing I'm stressed and you're not seeing what I'm dealing with, then I ain't hearing you. And first we need to realize that we need to hear God first. Now he sees us regardless, but we need to hear him. And the reason we need to hear him is because if God sees me, which he does, but I'm not listening to him, then ultimately he can see me and I can remain in stress. But if I'm hearing him, not only does he see me, but by hearing what his advice and his responses are in these high intense stress situations, I can also respond accordingly. And some of us are just, you know, expressing our stress we are telling any and everyone but we are not hearing what god said about it because we're not convinced that god has an answer because we haven't cracked open the bible and so my my final tip to you today is to be patient to have faith but hear god all right so let's go to oh i want to say this too learn from the experience when like right now what i'm dealing with professionally as much as I might be stressed with this certain situation, there's also a lot that I've already learned. Now, in my prayers and full transparency, I'm kind of like, all right, guy, like, I kind of learned it. Can we, like, move past it now? <laughs> like, all right, learn that lesson. Check. Let's keep it moving. What I'm thankful for is that God is still providing in the situation. I'm still in a good situation um, overall, and I'm blessed. And that's why it's like it even feel weird sometimes, like, that's how the enemy play like, oh, this ain't this ain't important enough for me to share. But like I'm telling you, that vulnerability to share um, is what also shows the humanity, but opens you up for um, challenging and counsel and people to advise you. And again, we talked about all that in today's show, but this being patient and enduring while it's still going on. When you don't yet see the light at the end of the tunnel, when you don't necessarily know how the movie ends and you're in it. If we being honest, that's when the stress sometimes is a lot. And we allow our minds um, to hear what the world is saying. And I, I want to go to Matthew chapter six, because I think this is so important, y'all. Like this is like, yo, I hope you all like enjoying this. Look, if you like this, please share it. Um, subscribe to the show on YouTube. We do short clips by we. I mean, me every single day um, dropping shorts on YouTube uh, to inspire God's people. And um, yeah, man, subscribe. Check out what we're doing, fam. He saw the stress in me. 
don't get dizzy while I'm scrolling down the chapter. This is chapter six. I'm looking for verse 27. So let me just go down. Red letters mean Jesus talking. We know that. Red letter A. Red letter A. All right. First thing I want to read. Verse 27. And it says, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? God's people, like, I feel like we could almost just, I could just end it right there. Can all of your worries add a single moment to your life? I think we know the answer to that. It's a rhetorical question, but the answer is no. Because we can worry and allow ourselves to be stressed out, but it adds nothing to your life. If anything, it takes away, because stress can lead to sickness and headaches and all type of other things. And I've experienced it, so I know. And when you allow yourself to live in that stress and to continue to um, reinforce that stress, you're not adding moments on your life, according to Jesus, according to the red letters. Like, no. And he asked a question in verse 28. And why worry about your clothing? Like, like Jesus is like, he cut into you. Uh, what else I want to go? 31. So, so, oh no, let's go 30. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Jesus asks another question. Why do you have so little faith? I mean, God, why you going, why you going to do me like that, God? Like, do you really have to cut into me and, and ask me, why do I have so little faith? Okay. Like I, I was vulnerable. I was present. I was thankful. I thought about the past. I remember what you did. And now I'm trying to be patient and I'm trying to think about the future. And, and you're telling me, why do I have so little faith? And then and in 31, God says, so don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? All right, hold on. Those all sound super important. Remember, I'm specifically talking about how to respond in high stress situations. So if you find yourself saying like, yeah, I'm going to worry about what I eat. Yeah, okay. This is specific. Like I'm saying these are important things. I'm saying these are, if you don't have something to eat or wear, like this is important, but I'm just sharing with you. These red letters, fam, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, I don't know if I should lie and say this ain't how Jesus said respond to it. Jesus said, get emotional, lose your mind, be out of control, like just be all over the place. Or if there's a proper way for believers to respond to certain things. All right. Verse 32. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. He saw the stress in me. Y'all got to understand See, unbelievers, it said, Jesus said, their minds are dominated with worry, worrying constantly, worrying about something. But it says, but your heavenly father already knows all. He saw the stress in me. And then verse 33, a very familiar scripture. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. People of God, like, yo, God is telling us that you worried about stuff 
that I already have answers for. And if you seek me first because I'm the source, then live according to the way I'm telling you to live. I'm going to give you all this stuff. Just like in Joshua, when we go back in verse seven, he told him, purify yourself. And yeah, yeah, you messed up. You know what I'm saying? You you lost that battle because you you was wilding. That was on you. But if you come and purify yourself and get things together, okay, put me first. Now we good. Now, not only can you go and win this next battle, but I'm going to give you a gold chain. Now, he ain't literally give him a gold chain, but he said they could take the plunder. So this is me being silly and adding a little bit of 2023 humor into the word of God. You feel what I'm saying? Let's see what Brittany says. We normally don't want him in the details. We just want him to, woo, he saw the stress in me. Brittany just slicing. <laughs> Slice us up then, fam. Y'all know how it is. God just provide for me. But don't get all in my business telling me how to respond, telling me how to react, telling me what to do. Just answer my prayer. That's such an important, a good point, Brittany, because when we do that, we turn God into a genie that's just granting wishes. And God wants to be a father. And, you know, a real father not only provides for the family, but spends time, teaches the children life lessons, um, covers the home. Like the, a real father does a lot of things. A lot of times we know when a father really ain't in the life of a child, they just send money and like, that's cool. But it's like the money without the relationship means nothing so god want like that's what we want sometimes from god we want the money and the things without the relationship but god is saying like no i actually want to be your father he saw the stress in me god sees your stress he sees what you're going through but he wants you to depend on him he wants you to draw closer to him so that he can be a father in deeper relationship with you than just providing you a new car or providing you a house or providing you a promotion at your job. He wants something more intimate from you. And some of us are living in a cycle of stress and anxiety and worry and blaming God that he hasn't provided us the material thing when God just said in Matthew 6 and 33, seek me first and my righteousness and I will give you those things. But the things were in last place when Jesus talked about it. And the problem is when we accent Jesus for it, the things are in first place. The car is in first place. The money is in first place. The house is in first place. It's all out of order. It's all out of order. You feel what I'm saying? You feel me, Brit? So it's like we got we to gotta line these things up in order according to the word of God. And again, I want to say this. If you find yourself, if you're a person that listen to any of us and you like, yo, I've been going about it all wrong. Guess what? I've been there too. We are human. We don't, we don't use the word of God to, to bash people or to make people feel less than or not good enough. We use the word of God to show you your true identity. It's a mirror for you to see like, yo, fearfully, wonderfully made. You should be a reflection of him. Like, look here and find what you should look like. We shouldn't be looking at celebrities, shouldn't be looking like the world, because Jesus already told us their minds are dominated with worry. And then on top of that, the things they are worrying about 
are the least important thing according to Jesus Christ. So if you're trying to build your whole life off of celebrities, and I'm not saying all celebrities are bad, they are human too. But what I'm saying is like this celebrity lifestyle, this hustle culture, get rich quick, like all that stuff. Like, you know, and we talk about finances on this show. We try to do, try my best to talk about it in the proper context. But like living in this world where that's the only thing, that's the end all be all, like it ignores so many scriptures when you think like that. Now, there's a place for it. That's why we talk about it a lot, because this is a faith and business show. But one thing I know in business is just like me, a lot of people in business live in stress. And whether you're in business or not, you're making your money, you're hustling, you're doing all this stuff. The word of God applies to you, too. Mr. and Mrs. Successful, Mr. and Mrs., um, you know, high title presidents, directors, CEOs, whatever it is, the word of God applies to you. Just because you a CEO and you making money doesn't mean that you don't have to adhere to the word of God if you are a true believer. And some of us, I'm telling you because I've been in the corporate world for almost 17 years now, like fresh out of college. And like when you're in that corporate world, it's so high, high speed, fast paced. I mean, I'm at a fortune 100 company, really like a fortune. It's probably 50 something. And like you you're living in this environment where the profitability matters, the revenue matters, the supply matters, the operation matters, like all this matters, even the social agendas now matter in corporate America. But you see like godliness is nowhere to be found. And no matter who you are as a as a as a believer, if you're in corporate America and you have these jobs and these titles, you have a responsibility to adhere to the word of God, to the biblical principles that God has called you to in your home, in your family, in your fellowship, at your church. Like there is a responsibility that we should be adhering to. And if you allow yourself to only be caught up in the money, to only be caught up in the uh, promotions, to only be caught up in the recognition or the success, you can lose yourself. And I'm telling you, I'm living in those stresses. So I'm speaking from a certain experience of like, yo, I've worked for years to build my career. God has blessed me with promotions and put me in situations that only he could have put me in and given me favor that only he could have given me. And the thing is, even when God has done all that he can do, there's always more that we're asking him for. Now, he's very capable because he's God. But in your asking and in your seeking, I want you to remember who he is. I want to remember who he is. Like, yo, Jermaine, in your seeking, in your asking, don't forget what I already did. I'm telling y'all one thing about me. I can't stand when somebody forget what you did for him. You ever find yourself there like you ever find yourself in a place where like you like, bro, you don't remember what I did. Like I looked out for you and you don't remember. You don't remember. Is it D.C.? What's up, D.C.? Scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. You know what? I'm going to do you a favor, D.C., because you might have just jumped on. We just read that right there. He saw the stress in me. You got to know that God sees your stress and you're 100 percent right, DC. Um, you know, scripture is um, always misquoted. Um, all the, They say all the things be added. They forget the righteousness. That's right. We just read that and live righteously. So I could not agree more. I couldn't agree more. So people of God, today's show, you know, we talked about really three things. We talked about being vulnerable, being thankful and being patient in your journey, 
um, with the Lord, living for the Lord, um, dealing with the stresses of the world. Now, here's the thing. Look, y'all. I know that it's so many things to stress about in the world. Life be lifing. People be peopling. But don't forget that God be guiding too. And it's a lot of things that go in the world that can cause you to forget or draw distant or lose faith in who God is and what he has done. But living for God is the ultimate goal. It is the ultimate payoff more than the car, more than the promotion, more than the things that we are seeking. Living for him is the salvation. And that is ultimately the most important thing is to be saved so that our souls may be saved. So it ain't the most important thing that I get a promotion in corporate America or that I make a couple more dollars and take a couple more trips and do a couple more that and do a couple more this. All right. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's not the most important thing. Living for God. That's what we got to remember in today's culture. In the social media culture of showing off all our items and our, our things to people and wanting to prove to people how good we are living, man. I'm telling you, one of the reasons that I said from the get-go on this show, my life is private, but my strategy is public, is because I think it's a dangerous place when you start living life to prove something to people. That's not a, that's not a world I want to live in. Like, bro, like... It's a slippery slope once I start posting things to prove to people that I'm happy versus actually focusing on being happy. And there's a lot of little weird things that I think we've been conditioned to do in this world today because of the access we have to one another. Um, one thing is about with access is people invade. You know what I'm saying? You can give people access and then now people are invading your space on social media. Now people are, you know, you know, digging too much into your business and things. And so I think we just got to carry ourselves in a way to be careful, be mindful, be smart out here. Um, but in all things, trust God, man. Look, this is Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. Episode 198, he saw the stress in me to remind you that God sees what you're going through. You are not alone, but there are some things that you can do to put yourself in the proper position to receive the blessings of God, to receive the advice and the counsel of the people of God. Look, hopefully our show is a supplement, is something that adds to your life in addition to your life in the most positive godly way that unifies the believer that does not tear them apart based on all the things in the world that we like to categorize categorize ourselves ethnicities and nationalities and um you know what uh, political agendas and all that stuff no we are believers we need to be united by faith that's what i believe in on this show and inspire guys people that's what it's all about and hopefully today's show bless you if it did please like subscribe comment and share Tell somebody about the show so that we can continue to grow. Subscribe on YouTube at Inspire Guys People. That's where we upload our daily clips. If you a person is like, yo, I just need, just give me a minute clip. Give me a 30 second clip. You know what I'm saying, fam? Check us out there. We also have Inspire Guys People, the podcast Facebook page that is growing. And I thank you for those of the people who are watching from there and who are showing love from there. We're going to also show our, also show our clips on there. Brittany, I appreciate it. Powerful point is not a real work to apply. Oh, man. Like, Brittany, you don't understand. Like, yo, I got to go apply this stuff, too. I'm like, yo, this is tough because I'm in it. He saw the stress in me when everyone else around. 
it's rough sometimes, man. And that, but that's what I love, y'all. I love that, like, yo, we human beings, we not. I love the people who listen to this show and the way we talk about this stuff because it's like we not saying we too good. We not saying we better than somebody or like we don't go through our ups and downs. We like, yo, bro, I'm human and I'm mud. Like I be living life out here. But I thank God for people around me who care about me, who advise and, and give um, listen and give feedback. And there's other people I can name. I don't want to start doing that. But thank you to the circle and people around me who listen, because sometimes you just need to be heard. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just need to know that somebody's listening. And I think because we in such a fast paced world, people don't really listen. And I, I'm just being real. That's something like, man, I can't get with some of the ways of the world. Now I'm a person that like, yo, I try to listen when you talking to me. And I could tell, you could tell if somebody listening based on how they respond. And that's why today I did this show like I was challenged by a friend who listened and I knew they listened because of how he responded. And, you know, you got to some some people want to just go around challenging people that they don't have credibility with. You got to build credibility pe with people. Now, I want to just before I leave, I want to give a little bit of advice to the person who is not in stress, but somebody around you is in stress. A spouse, a friend, a coworker a family member, somebody around you like, yeah, Jay. Okay, cool episode. I ain't really stressing about nothing, bro. Life is really, 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 really good for me. Life, life, life is really, really good for me. So couple tips just from the heart. First things first is listen. You know, like I said, it's really tough when a person is being vulnerable and they feel like the other person on the other end isn't actively listening. You know, you're giving cliche responses. You're on your phone scrolling while they're talking. We got to learn how to look people in the eyes and listen. And I'm telling y'all, like, I work on that because looking people in the eyes can be uncomfortable sometimes. But I believe it is the proper and respectful thing to do. So sometimes I look people directly in the eyes, even when they're uncomfortable and they going all over the place. It's something I try to practice because I believe like I've learned that it's good for business. I have to believe it's good for personal lifestyle as well, because you're showing that I am fully in tune and focused on what you're saying. And I'm listening. Be a good listener. I think we just struggle with listening sometimes. And we just, uh-huh, yeah, I heard you. Okay, yeah, yeah, be strong. Commit to God. It'll be all right. That's what I saw on Instagram. Like, it's like, no, bro, listen to a person. Because to that person, they want to be, they want God to see them. But sometimes, let's be real, we want the people around us to see us too. He saw the stress in me. Some of us ain't paying enough attention to the people close to us. We're paying so much attention to everybody else in the world, to your favorite celebrity. Some of us got favorite celebrities and we know their favorite colors, their favorite foods. We know what they like to do, what vacations they've been on. And then we got brothers and sisters and friends and we don't know nothing about them. We ain't never dug too much into no real conversation with some of the people close to us. But we are so enamored and intrigued by the people that we can't even touch and don't know our name. Be a good listener, y'all. Secondly, Build credibility with people before you challenge them um, and before you be mindful how you respond. Because, you know, it's like if I take my car, you know, if I tell you, man, my car broke down and I'm stressing because my car broke down. Right. 
that don't necessarily I need you to tell me how to fix the car. Because you're not a mechanic. I'm just telling you that I'm stressing because maybe this is my only car and I don't have no money right now to get another one. And the last car broke down. So when you're an active listener, you also become a mature responder. Also be mindful when you're responding to people. Am I giving them information that is going to make them better or worse? And what do I mean by that? If I'm mad at somebody and I call you and I'm like, man, I'm mad at this person. And you tell me like, yeah, dog, go knock them out, bro. Go hit them upside. It's like, all right, like you about to have me in jail somewhere, fam, because you telling me to go knock somebody out. It's like, as the person giving the advice, be mindful about the advice that you're giving someone that it is also godly advice because sometimes Christians don't give Christian advice. You ever called one of your Christian friends because you're like, well, I could have called my homie in the streets, but I know what he was going to tell me. I called you hoping for something better. And you gave me the same advice. You a believer and you telling me to go out here and act ungodly. I can't find nowhere in the Bible what you just told me to go do and how you told me to do it. So let's be mindful of we're the person giving the advice to give godly counsel, to give godly advice, to ultimately advise people to do what we believe God wants for them. And I think if we all do that, y'all, we might be on to something. We might find ourselves getting into a place where we really out here growing in life. My goal for you and the reason I create the content I create for Inspire God's people is for real life testimonies, real life people. Because I literally believe this is life-changing stuff. I literally believe that if you apply these things, we'll start kicking it and we'll be like, yo, I got better. I went to work this week and I wasn't that stressed. You know, I'm dealing with my family this week. I wasn't that stressed. Uh, I got on oh, my car this week. I'm not that stressed. Something at your house this week. I'm not that stressed. Not that stressed. All right. I appreciate y'all for listening. Please share this uh, information with somebody in your life that you know need it because we know people need this stuff. And please, please, please practice listening to the people around you because you don't want to find yourself in a situation where somebody around you going through something and it has a bad outcome and you were right there the whole time not listening and not paying attention. You know what I'm saying? I want you to think about that. Be, be alert with the people around you and what they're going through. And sometimes ask people like, yo, you all right? Yo, you all right? Uh, Desi says, DZ, Desi. It's like when you ask someone to pray and they say you already healed in Jesus name. In reality, the, ooh, you struck a nerve with somebody there. You struck a nerve with somebody. That is why I feel you though. And that mean they not listening. Hey man, hey mama Johnson, how you doing? Thank you for listening. That is so important, y'all, to actually listen to the needs of people and to really take out that time and care. And also ask, though. Ask, how you doing? How are you doing? When you ask, though, listen. Because sometimes, let's be real, if somebody asks you how you doing, I always think twice if I'm not doing that great. Like, man, do I, do I want to tell this person? Do I even trust that they're going to listen? Do I trust that they just going to... Like, it's like... It takes a lot to be vulnerable and share with people where you at. So if we all experiencing that, we should all be thinking about that on the other end when we're the listener, be empathetic. Empathy is the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes.
some of us ain't empathetic. We ain't empathetic enough to listen because we just thinking it ain't me. I ain't stressed. It ain't me. Hey, hey. I and it's like, bruh, like, but you will be stressed one day. You can be stressed one day. So it's best for you to love somebody else the way you want to be loved. To say. Did I say it right? To say, thank you for listening too. Cause I I want to get your name right. Does say. I like it's like, yeah. Uh, hopefully I'm even saying that right. Now, now you now I'm stressing over saying your okay, does say. Thank thank you so much. I'm I was stressing over getting your name right, you know. Um I appreciate you listening and being in the comments. Look, y'all, as a believer, man, I just think it's important to try to get to a point in our lives where we mature and we grow. And when I'm going through things, I try to really find in the Bible, like not just one scripture. I try to look for like multiple, multiple scriptures of where God is talking and like, all right, Lord, how are you saying to deal with these type of things? And, and sometimes I want to be real with y'all. Sometimes a, a 15 second clip ain't enough. And I share 15, a, a minute clip every day on YouTube at inspire guys, people, but sometimes that's not enough. Sometimes you need an hour and a half show to like really kick it and think about God. And we got to a point where we like to rush everything about God so much that I feel like we're missing some of the substance of the word of God because we trying to receive a healing in, in, in 30 seconds. We trying to receive a 30 second blessing. And it's like, yeah, it sound good, but it ain't enough because that person ain't really spending time with me really peeling back the layers of what's going on to help put me in a better position. And like Brittany said earlier, am I really applying what the word of God has said? Because at the end of the day, it's like you can go to the doctor, you can get your prescription, you can go to the store, the pharmacy, pick your prescription up. But until you take it, ain't nothing happening. Until you, uh, um, you know, improve your diet. If you trying to gain weight i mean lose weight or get in better shape like until you improve your diet until you go into the gym ain't nothing happening like you can you can buy the gym equipment and that's what some of us do that's what sometimes like even listening to the podcast it's like okay you got the gym equipment now but now what you gonna do with it and that's what it's about it's about actually doing something with this information that's the difference between those who are average and those who are great those who really are serious about God and those who are just playing. And we know for a fact that some people just playing takes discipline. That's exactly it. Like it takes a lot of discipline to improve your life. And what I hope you all take away from this podcast is that. Again, things can sound good, but it takes work on your end. Faith without works is dead. It literally means nothing. And I think we live in a world where we want stuff to happen so quick. We want God. We really treat God like he's not God. It's so weird to me. Like we treat God like he is some rich homie in heaven that's supposed to just buy us everything because we have allowed ourselves to be in a victim mentality. And I'm telling you, like a part of what today is about is anti-victim mentality, meaning, yes, I'm stressing. Yes, but God sees the stress in me. He sees what I'm going through. And I didn't read in the scripture when they was at war. That God said, you know, okay, overreact because you're a victim and just 
you know, now focus on your victim mentality and your victimhood because it's all everything happened to you. It might be true that stuff happened to you. I'm not here to belittle that your life may not be perfect. But I'm telling you, if that is your solution for a resolution, you ain't never going to get better. You ain't never going to get better. No, no, no. Hey, listen, y'all, we not going to get better making ourselves victims and allowing the world to remind us and convince us that we are nothing but victims. I don't believe that. I don't receive that. I really don't care about. Let me say this the right way, because I get to talking crazy and people take it the wrong way because I'm just being too real with it. Listen. I'm not saying I don't care, but I'm saying I'm going to talk about for my life. Let me just let me say that for my life. I'm not going to allow somebody to make me feel like I'm just a victim because I'm going to say it in terms of movies, how I look at it. Victims are the weak person. The superhero is strong. When Superman got to fly somebody in, fly in and save somebody out of a burning building, that person was weak and helpless. I don't see myself in the movie of my life as the weak and helpless victim. I see myself as Superman, Clark Kent. Like, yo, we like we got power. Now, I'm not being literal, y'all. I'm not I'm not being literal. Don't think I'm like being demonic or something like, oh, you think he has powers. No, that's not what I'm saying. Oh, you think he's God. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying creatively in an abstract way. I'm a creative person. I think abstract. Like I'm saying if I was thinking of my life like a movie. I would not picture myself as the helpless character who can't do anything about it. I'm more so on some like, yo, I'm John Wick. You killed my dog. Like, okay, maybe I'm a victim. But we about to make four movies about me kicking your tail. That's, that's just in the abstract way. That's how I picture life. And I don't allow people to convince me that I'm the weak helpless person why because i'm from detroit one of the poorest cities in america because i grew up on the east side and because what we didn't have a lot of money or something now i can't be nothing in life like uh no nah, bruh you not gonna convince me of that now whatever you allow people to convince you of that's on you people not gonna convince me because i'm black that i'm less than or because i'm black like i can't I'm helpless. I can't do anything. I just need people to help me. All the, I just need people to do it for me. No, bro. I'm very smart. Like, I'm not, I don't know what world y'all living in. And I'm just telling you the real, like, I am not some victim out here that needs to be saved by every politician. And that those are the type of messages that we allow to be put into the world today that doesn't get to a resolution, fam. God said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So whether you white, black, Asian, like it don't matter what your ethnicity is. If God is in you, you're greater. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It didn't say greater is he that is in you unless you're black and from the hood and you're no good. You're black and from the. No, nah, bro, it don't say that. So I just don't allow myself to believe this stuff. And I also don't believe, oh, this is going to hurt somebody. I also don't believe that just because I'm black, I'm better than people. And that's the weird thing that we've allowed the enemy to do in the world today. It's like, okay, well, we, 
the history of America. White people think they're better than black people and black people ain't no good. Now let's flip it to where black people think they're better than white people. And, white, and then everybody fight each other over what all the nuances is and let's fight, fight, fight. Nah, bro, I believe in being united by faith. You a believer, you Chinese, you my brother in Christ. You a believer, you white, you my brother and sister in Christ. You believer and you black, you my brother and sister in Christ. That's what I literally believe only because that's what the Bible says. That's how the Bible lays it out. The Bible does not lay it out no different way. And I don't receive no different doctrine or philosophies or thought processes that dominate the minds of unbelievers. Now, that's a great way to end a podcast episode. Man, I probably listen before you unsubscribe. <laughs> stuff will make people unsubscribe, man. I just believe like, yo, like we got to like. I just don't believe in like allowing myself to think like the world wants me to think. I literally go to the word about the, of God for my source of how I should think. And it's like, I can't find these thought processes that people are trying to push on me. Like all these reminders of everything you ever been through. Yeah, you've been through it. So if you stressing and you broke right now, there's a path to making wealth. There's a path to making money. If you're stressing and you're unemployed right now, there is a path to getting a job. If you are stressed right now and you are sick, there is a path to healing. If you're stressed because you don't weigh the right amount, there is a path to losing weight. If you're stressed because your diet is jacked up and you've been eating the wrong stuff, there is a path to a better diet. If you stress right now because you lazy and just don't never read the Bible and get sleepy every time somebody go in the beginning, God created and you sleep by the time they get to the heavens and earth. There is a path to building up the discipline and the wherewithal and the fortitude to read the word of God. What I am telling you is that even if you are a victim, then God is your savior, which means you are able to get better because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And it's sad to me that that offends people today to tell them they're greater versus focusing on every problem that you ever had. Now we just comparing problems. Now it's like, hey, I'm from the east side. I'm from the west side. Let me get the east side, two, one, two, one, two, uh, four, west side, four, one, two, one, two. Oh, I got east side over there. I got a west side, two, one, two, one, two. Uh, poverty over there. Oh, poverty um, over there. Um, third world country over there. Two, one, two, two, one, two. Third world country over there. Your life is the worst. Going once, going twice. The man over here, it's like, bro, we just in competition for the worst life. I had a lot of good times in the hood. We had a lot of good stuff going on. Like, I mean... Bro, every like this idea that I want everybody to feel sorry for me so they could do the work for me, it don't exist in my mind. It literally doesn't exist. Even Apostle Paul said, here now, we know, we know man after the flesh, but after the spirit. My brothers and sisters are those who do the will of God. Amen, Dussie. 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 <laughs> I got to keep. Dussie, I can talk. That's what we doing here when I mispronounce stuff. I can't talk, though. I promise I can. No, so look, man, I just want y'all to know my goal ain't really to offend nobody for real either. Like, it really ain't, regardless of whatever. My goal is really, like, to emphasize the philosophies and principles of the Bible of how we should think through the challenging times in our lives. And if you go back and listen to our podcast, like on Apple Podcasts and Spotify before we were a video show... I always advise people to go listen to the podcast episodes that I was doing in 2020. Because if you want to know anything about me, look at what I was saying when the rest of the world was in panic. Now, I'm saying that because 
I believe that sometimes you find out who people truly are when they have when they have these stressful situations going on in life. It's hard to find out who someone really is when they making money and they doing good and ain't nothing going wrong and they feeling right. Like everything is perfect. So it's hard to know. But when the world was stressing and going through that stuff, when the world was talking and separating whites and blacks and like going through all this tension, we were on this show talking about being united by faith in the heat, in the heat of the night while it was going on. Because that's truly what I believe. So it's it's hard for me, even if everything is going wrong about me, even if like I've experienced racism before, I've experienced different things. It's like, but it's hard for me to deny the word of God. We could talk about all these other things. We've done it. We've talked about some things through the lens of a believer and through the lens of the Bible. But what I will not do, I will not put anything, my skin color, my job, my political belief. I will not put that above the word of God. Can't do it. Ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. Like, I'm not doing it. And so I'm looking and hoping for believers out there, no matter what color you are, no matter where you come from in the world, whether you're rural or urban, I'm looking for believers to share and, and to be a part of the growth of this show and the Inspire Guys People family who feel the same. People who will deny every other part of themselves to elevate Christ. And that is what we are losing sight of in the world today. Is the fact that God, his calling on our lives, him shedding his blood for our sins, uniting us by faith, making us brothers and sisters. He is our father. If that's your daddy and that's my daddy, I'm your brother. <laughs> Say, if that's your daddy and that's my daddy, I'm your brother. And ladies, if that's your daddy and that's my daddy, I'm your sister. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate y'all listening to episode 198. He saw the stress in me. Please do. If you new listener to the show, check out all the shows we've done. We have over 214 episodes. This is actually the 215th total episode that we've released, I believe. And we got a lot on audio before the videos. But right now, we're on YouTube. Just check out at Inspire Guys People on YouTube and uh, share this show. I'm going to just keep telling you to share this show. I'm going to keep, keep telling you to share this show. But no, I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all have an amazing, amazing, amazing.